is in the know for Monday, July 17, the 198th day of 2023. There are 167 days left in the year. Good morning, MB, guiding you through in the know at K105 on Richfield's Country Station, 1039 The Moose, live online at K105.com via the Apple and Android smartphone app, using the SoundCloud, iTunes, or Spotify podcast on Facebook, on YouTube, on Twitter, and the hashtag is in the no. Coming up today, we'll update you on the latest news headlines from around the community, the county, the Commonwealth, and the country. Look back on the weekend. Look at the rainy week ahead. That and a whole lot more coming up today here on in the No. Settling into my left, rolling Mach 9 with her hair on fire. It's my beautiful wife, the beautiful girl. It's B. Good morning, sweetheart. Good morning. How you doing? I'm okay. Did you get rained on this morning? Um, a little bit, yeah. Yeah, a little bit. I saw you had your raincoat when you came in. Yeah. I, we like to learn new words. We like to learn new uh, hacks. Uh, we we like to travel, and so I have a hack that me, that uh, meets a new word that involves travel. Okay. Are you ready? It's called okay. skip lagging. Skip lagging. Skip lagging okay. or hidden city ticketing. It's so if you want to book a trip, say, from New York to Miami... But it's less expensive to go, say, but you really want to go to, say, Orlando. Let me see if I get this right. So you want to fly to Miami from New York. Prices are high if you book direct. But if you fly from New York to Miami to Orlando, you can save $130. So basically, you're going to Orlando through Miami, but you just get off in Miami and skip the last leg, and you pocket the difference in the ticket. Does that make sense? A little. Sort of. Well, so people are looking for life hacks yeah. in order to save I, money. So. I usually leave the travel agent type things to you. Oh, because so. uh, yeah. yeah. maybe that's why I was yeah. paying attention to that type <laughs> of thing. He is a five-time winner of the coveted Ohio News Hawk Award. He's the two-time Silver Sound nominee covering every corner of the globe. London, Budapest, Rio, Tokyo, and even Litchfield. He's Sam Gormley and the sports. Morning, Sam. Morning, Ralph. How you doing? Good. How are you? I'm suddenly a little bit um, confused. I got an email maybe on Friday from the uh, UK football ticket office that said college football is 50 days away. Mm-hmm. And I thought, how can that be? That means now it's some 40 days away. How long till high school football? Uh, four and a half weeks. Four and a half weeks or so. Yeah, August wow. the 18th, whatever that Friday is. Cougars and cats. It's a great way to start off the season, That's right? That's going to be a good. Uh, do you, be do you know anyone one. from that area? I, I know several. I know many people from oh that. Oh my uh, goodness! From that area, in fact, uh, I noticed your weekend started by wearing sunglasses. It you, was. You were it at was the. Bright. You. I, I don't know how many. I didn't even know you owned sunglasses, but oh, I noticed I, you were well, doing doing live coverage from the. I from usually the don't keep sunglasses on during. During the stand-ups, I usually switch the glasses, but it yeah. was hot and it was bright. And, yeah, on on Friday evening. Well, plus, that way you could look directly at the fireworks. You didn't have to oh, worry see, about I, burning any of your I retinas. was even talking to somebody that it was – I felt like I took a dip in the aquatic center without going in because yeah. it was so <laughs> steamy, so I went home. Well, it was a big weekend. I mean, I had to dodge – had to dodge the Fiddler's Championship. Had to dodge some rain showers early on in the morning, but uh, turned into being a uh, nice day. And then the Cleverleys were around, and the fireworks were great, and all that good stuff. So anyway, it was a, it was a good weekend to be a good weekend to be in town. It's just hard to believe that you know we're 
it, that was just this last weekend, and now we're kind of looking ahead. It's like less than 50 days until college football season, so hard to believe. Our day started off with some pretty strong showers. Uh, could have heard some rumbles of thunder and some lightning in our area, and that continues until around middle of the day. Then there should be a break during the afternoon, and then another chance for a round of those thunder showers this evening, and that is a bit of a um, bit of a um, forebearer of things to come. We're going to see highs in the upper 80s most of the week, and then we will see a varying 30% chance of rain tomorrow, 70% chance on Wednesday, so obviously more likely that day, and then a 30% chance of rain on Thursday and a high of 85 for your Friday, so it just looks like late summer, your looks forecast. Like a pretty decent weekend, though. Not too bad. I mean, all uh, things considered for June weekend. That's right. 84 for your high on a Saturday afternoon is uh, pretty much all you can the best you can hope for. 83 today, rain chance of 60%, rain chance 60% tonight, an overnight low of 66 and 88 for your high tomorrow under partly cloudy skies. Okay, some of the national news headlines to uh, at least um, brush brush by this morning. Uh, Vladimir Putin says Russia has a sufficient stockpile of cluster bombs as Ukraine gets its own supply of cluster bombs from the United States. I uh, on Friday the Family Foundation in Iowa had a big summit of Republican presidential candidates and their first debate is just uh, in early August so just in a matter of weeks you'll get to see some if not all of the Republican candidates for president who will be debating but in this in this summit that they had on Friday Tucker Carlson spent 20, 25 minutes with each candidate who participated throughout the day. And one of the recurring themes that um, was about Ukraine. And so I, I, I really spent more time on Saturday trying to understand where, where I am on the aid to Ukraine. You know, because I hear compelling arguments on both sides of the issue I can understand how it's uh, problematic for us. Like, I, I don't really think the idea of giving them a blank check is a good idea. But I also don't think that we just completely abandon them and say, good luck, you're on your own. However, some people will argue that the more you support Ukraine, you're driving Russia more into the arms of China. And you've got this uh, axis of powers being China, Russia, and Iran, which is certainly not good for the U.S., so it just two different political ideologies. Do you do you broker a deal with Russia to take portions of Ukraine to try and get them out of bed with China, or do you try to bolster Ukraine and you know and try and uh, stymie Russia? I don't know what the answer is, and that's why I'm not a geopolitical strategist. But I did take away you've got you've got about half of the Republican candidates that say get out of Ukraine. And you've got half that say stay in Ukraine, and that w- that will probably be a uh, a big deciding factor when it comes to who's doing well in that primary. Speaking of being in Iowa on Friday, Governor Ron DeSantis said that he would consider uh, uh, Iowa's Governor Reynolds, uh, Kim Reynolds, as a potential running mate for his ticket, and thought that was a an interesting choice. I will tell you, uh, no matter what side of the aisle that you're on. I've been hearing people chirping in the background and saying, you need to give uh, Vivek Ramaswamy 
You need to give him a few minutes of your time to learn more about who he is and where he comes from. And they were right. I found him to be extremely interesting. He's not going to be the Republican nominee for president, but he does have a future in politics. And I just thought the things that he had to say were as an outsider and as an outsider from business, he just has a unique perspective. And um, plus, it's just fun to say Ramaswamy. I don't know. (laughs) All right. Close to home. A Grayson County woman seriously injured and a second taken to a hospital after being struck by a car on Friday. This happened on Main Street in Brownsville outside the Edmondson County Community Center. 67-year-old Patricia Noblet of Litchfield and 47-year-old Tracy Harris of Clarkson were leaving an event at the facility where they were struck by a, a 05 Cadillac being driven by 83-year-old Betty Duvall of Roundhill. Noblet was air-flighted to Louisville for treatment of serious injuries. Harris was taken to a Bowling Green hospital where she was later released. Uh, reports are that Duval told authorities that she did not see the two women as they were leaving, and the accident remains under investigation. That I, w- I can I can tell you, uh, <laughs> that is a dark intersection. That is a the lighting through that area is not good. No, uh, it's not. really I, through Brownsville in general. Yeah, I, I mean I've been through there. Like I've been through there sometimes when it's more busy downtown, and it's just hard <laughs> to it's hard to make out. It's hard to make out pedestrians and who's walking different ways. And so, anyway, I can I can see where it would be. Pro- not making excuses. I'm just saying from personal experience. I've driven through there at night before, and it's hard to pick up people uh, who might be crossing the street. Two Kentucky brothers were killed following a boating accident in Lake Cumberland on Friday. The boys, 14 and 18, were riding a jet ski together, and they were involved in a crash with a boat. The Pulaski County coroner said the brothers had their life jackets on, but it was not enough to save them. The initial investigation revealed that the jet ski crossed paths with a powerboat roughly 40 feet long. The collision was witnessed by the father of the two boys who told investigators what happened. No foul play, drugs, or alcohol was suspected in the crash. Just dangerous circumstances, and, and our lakes you know, can be can be dangerous. Um, can you imagine what that dad's going through? Oh, again, uh, having to watch that uh, and having that memory burned in your brain for the rest of your life would be um, uh, uh, probably a fate worse than death. Um, but I, you know, I did notice from the story, um, they were both wearing their life jackets, which is required to, uh, to ride a, a personal watercraft, of course, but it shows you that it isn't always drowning, which is the issue on, you know, on our lakes. When you have a collision like that, you suffer some type of trauma, a personal flotation device does not do anything to help to aid in tra- like head trauma or, you know, some type of something like that. So anyway, tragic situation but perhaps um perhaps some parents or people who use our lakes uh, they're very busy this time of year and for the number of people that try and use our lakes you find out very quickly our lakes aren't as big as perhaps you would like them to be maybe that story will serve as a cautionary tale for others to say hey you know these this it seems like fun but it can be deadly, so let's take extra precautions. A sailor from Barron County who was killed in the Pearl Harbor attack in 1941 and whose remains were unidentified for more than 70 years will finally return to Kentucky to be laid to rest next weekend. Seaman First Class Elmer Patterson Lawrence, of native, a native of Cave City, was serving aboard the USS Oklahoma when Japanese forces attacked the morning of Sunday, December 7, 1941. 
The ship was moored at Ford Island when it be, was attacked by a Japanese aircraft, suffering multiple tor- torpedo hits and uh, quickly caused it to capsize. So I think we're all pretty familiar with the Pearl Harbor situation, or we, we should be. Uh, plenty of historical documentation about that. But for so long, they were unable to identify. And a lot of the people um, you know, we know on the Arizona, people are still entombed there. That is their their final uh, final earthly resting place. But through modern technology, they were able to finally identify the remains of this sailor from Barron County. And now he will be returned to his uh, native Barron County, where funeral services will be at the Shiloh General Baptist Church on... Uh, was that Sunday? Saturday. Saturday, the 22nd, with, um, yeah, Saturday is the 22nd, with burial immediately following at the Shiloh Cemetery. And you'll probably see flags in Kentucky flying at half staff. That will be in his honor. That's on Saturday when they'll be doing the flags. So, All right. Funny side, the gutsy gelding who became a fan favorite after winning the Derby and Preakness in 03, has died from complications of colic. He was 23. Kentucky Horse, Horse Park, which is the farm where Funnyside lived for his final 15 years, confirmed the thoroughbred died on Sunday, as did uh, Sacatoga Stable, which is a group of 10 friends from a small town in upstate New York who owned the gelding. So anyway, sorry to hear about uh, Funnyside. I, I did, when I saw that headline this morning, though, it made me feel old because a lot of the a lot of the derby horses that you know have passed up to this point were either from my childhood or you know were extremely old etc but when you see derby horses pass that ran the derby when you were an adult and you go whoa wait a minute that's uh, <laughs> mercy did you realize you're getting old or something uh, that i did <laughs> i mean there I know it on a normal basis, but then there are things that... This morning was when you realized it when you read that. There are things that happen, and I go, ooh, wow. You know, like, uh, I'll give you a reminder. Uh, In 2021, when I heard them start celebrating the fact that WKU went to the Final Four 50 years ago, you know, 50 years ago this year, WKU, the Hilltoppers, rah, 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 is like... Wow, 50 years ago. And I go, wait a minute, that's the year I was born. I'm also old. So, nonetheless. Speaking of basketball, Kentucky's basketball team completed an undefeated run in the Global Jam and claimed the gold medal in an 89-72 win over Canada uh, last night in Toronto. I saw the second quarter. Sam, did you see any of the other three quarters? I saw the very end of the second quarter. I was busy doing other things, and and I couldn't get the chance to watch much of it. So, um Seems like Justin Edwards had a really good performance. Any other takeaways from it? Uh, Reed Shepard seemed like he's going to be a big contributor. Uh, yeah, I think that there's a lot. I think you've got to walk away feeling fairly positive. Now, obviously, it's between what happens now and November, the whatever it is when they open up the season, a lot can change. But um, I think you got to feel pretty good. The team last year also looked very good in the summer. Yeah, this team is playing tougher teams. I mean, the, the team last year was playing some some awful teams in the Bahamas. Yeah, some um, yeah, some upward teams and that type of thing. Uh, the Barbasol Championship was decided in extra holes uh, in a playoff yesterday. Vincent Norman got his first PGA Tour victory in the Barbasol Championship at Nicholasville. They say it's in Lexington, but we all know it's in Nicholasville. Um, and the and of course they had rain. 
Of course, yeah, they had they had rain. What did the Reds do yesterday? They lost. They lost yesterday, so they they lose. They play four in a row against the Brewers. They, they play technically three. played six in a row six, oh, because, because they played three prior and three after. Yeah. yeah. So the Brewers have uh, they've got a pretty decent league in the Central. I didn't uh, know the Brewers games. two games. Yes, I didn't yeah. know the Brewers were all that good. Oh yeah, they are. Oh yeah, the Brewers have been the favorite all year to to win the division. So the Giants come to Great American Ballpark four games uh, this week for four games and then the Diamondbacks. So it's and uh, then the Diamondbacks. Well, it'll be a busy um, week there. Yeah, Great those American are Ballpark. A bunch of really good teams coming into. GABP. I hope the Reds can do better than the Yankees did this weekend. So I'll be all for that. All right, got to get to a break. That's kind of the big headlines of the weekend. We'll tell you about that. And then, believe it or not, we're going to talk about back to school shopping. That and more coming up here on MNO. Today is World Emoji Day. So you're going to be in an old. I remember way back long ago when people just thought they were being clever with the colon and the right parentheses. <laughs> like, yeah. what that one little or thing. Or add a period to stick the tongue out. Not sure. And then what, when you, or, uh, yeah, or a P. Oh, yeah. yeah you, could uh-huh. use, you could use the P, and everybody uh-huh. thought they were being clever. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then if you wanted to wink at somebody, you use oh. the old semicolon mm-hmm. in the right parentheses. Throw in the, the goatee. And it has just gone bonkers since then so world emoji day uh let's see oh you want to know why july 17th that's the date famously displayed on the ios calendar emoji so if you if you go to the ios emojis you type in calendar it shows you the graphic of the calendar and the suggested date on that calendar is july 17th so that makes it world emoji day I know Sam is going to look it up and verify that. No, I don't. No, I, I was was working on something else. I Good do know that the clock too. I think is what like ten seventeen or something. I think always when at least the emoji originally. Mm-hmm. I uh, I have come to kind of count on sometimes the fact that the calendar icon on your iPhone, you know, always shows you the date. So mm-hmm. when you glance at it, you know, you glance at the calendar. And it just says calendar. So it says 17. I'm mm-hmm. like, oh, today is the 17th of the month. It, it's oh, and I love it. I also got it. on my watch. Yes, too, that's what I, I use that. Kind of helps. All the time. Yeah, I just pick up my phone and it's right there. And I'm like, yep. Yeah, it helps. Today is also Peach Ice Cream Day. Ooh. No, there's, you know, one of those, when we're up there in the Cincinnati area, you got to stop. One of the uh, ice cream places up there is... That is my favorite it's homemade got really good. ice cream flavor. Is that Graders? No. Was, was UDF. UDF. I don't know. I'm not familiar it's, with UDF. So UDF is a gas station, but oh. they have really good ice cream, and their <laughs> peach ice cream is is the best. So I don't think I have ever had peach ice cream that was not homemade. Oh. oh okay. That right. seemed to be <laughs> the go-to mm-hmm. of homemade ice cream. People were like... We're making. Pe- I mean, yes, of course, chocolate and vanilla, but the vanity flavors seem to be peach was more prevalent. Well, or popular. it's because people had peaches. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's just you know when we were growing up, it was peaches or strawberry. If you were going to have anything other than chocolate or vanilla, and and I know some people will consider this uh, blasphemy, but I, I think I've blasphemed in this category already. Never been a huge fan of homemade ice cream. It just I don't know why. I don't necessarily love it. I, I think is for it, me, it is just the nostalgia of, 
you know, a papa sitting there doing it. Um, you know, and I never would eat that much of it, but it was just sitting there watching him do it. Is it just because you it's haven't just, had good? It's homemade icier. Ice? It's 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 homemade. I mean, that that's I don't care what it is, whether it's homemade pizza or lots of homemade stuff. It's nice that it's homemade, but the experts are out here doing it at a very high level. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, going, there's like, a whole gallon of Schwann's in there. Like, like the graders. It's, it's, already, it's already made. It's in a plastic tub. You pull the lid off and scoop out, and there is no rock salt. There is no cranking. There's no... There's no pulling the auger out of there. There's just... But, it's in the, but back in the day, I mean, that's how a Sunday <laughs> afternoon was spent. I know. Or, and, now, and now you can walk into the store and right, there's more ice cream. You know, than, but it was a big deal. You know, you come home from church, everybody's sitting around, Memo's made, you know, a big dinner and Papa's cranking the ice cream. And I think it's, most people probably don't do it I as know. much anymore. It's extremely nostalgic. I get it. I know but that's exactly, what I'm just saying. I'm just like, I know exactly where Papa's ice cream maker is. I can see it right now. Can I just say also it melts really fast? It does. You know, it just never, mm-hmm. it turns into soup really quick. And, and if I think you try to freeze it, it's never, it is, it's never no, the same. Is it's it? not. Mm-mm. It's not ever the, you have to eat it right not ever the same. I'll bet, I, I wonder what percentage of people from Sam's age and lower, what percentage of people have never had homemade homemade ice cream? I'd and I'll bet it's, it's 80%. I don't know that I've ever technically had. I guess not that I can think of. I'd say it's very high. I, I doubt that Anna has actually. Mm, yeah, I would say I. Even though that's, uh, I mean, something, but we got away from it when I, I was you know, younger. Taylor's thirty, and I'd say there's an outside chance she has it. Yeah, I think she has, but there's a decent chance. But it probably she, has been a long not. time since she has. Mm-hmm. She's probably you know five or something like that when when it uh, when she had. All right, so believe it or not, here we are talking about uh, ice cream and uh, peach ice cream day on July the 17th. You might not be surprised to learn because you might be one of them. A survey says 39% of parents started back-to-school shopping before July. Two in three teachers missed their classroom during the summer, according to a new survey of 1,000 parents of kids between 5 and 17 and 1,000 K-12 through educators. But it's not just teachers. Research suggests 58% of parents are looking forward to the 23-24 school year, and 66% are anticipating it'll be better than last year. Yeah, some parents are saying, you know, I'm going back to school. Yeah, I'm and not then, one of those parents. Then you can, because then <laughs> you got great summer weather from then until, you know, through September, et cetera. So, um, I think it was different in my household because back to school was back to school for mom, too. So it wasn't, and usually she worked through the summer, so it wasn't as big of a deal anyways. Yep, that's right. And I, I will... You know, we knew about Alea's school year, her teacher, et cetera, for the coming school year, even before her softball season was over. Correct. Technically early summer, but mm-hmm. almost late spring. So, it, you know, and I was thinking about it uh, Thursday or so. Like, wow, I mean, the kids are going to be going back to school in just a, you know. I've already purchased some no of time at all. So, well, it, I mean, two and a half weeks. Isn't it like that first Wednesday in August? Yeah, it it is. Like August, the second? August 2nd. Yes, it's two and a half weeks away. The survey found 39% of parents plan to start back-to-school shopping for their child before July. Teachers plan to spend about $320 of their own money to set up their classrooms for 
and said their classroom's priority needs are basic supplies like notebooks and pencils and organization and storage solutions, uh, 23% on storage solutions. So anyway, be firing back up and getting all ready for the school year. Hostess is introducing new Ding Dongs Meet Twinkies mashups. Mm-hmm. So you got the Hostess Ding Dong, mm-hmm. you got the Hostess Twinkie, you put them all together, and you've got a matchup featuring the moist, spongy cake and cream-filling Twinkies fans know and expect enrobed in the rich fudge chocolate frosting of Ding Dongs. Yeah, I'm all about that. Yeah. Right there. Well, yeah, I'll take that. Yeah. How did they not decide how did they not figure this out about twenty five years ago? Yes. What why did they not have this happy accident long ago? You know, in the hostess factory, why did they not somebody accident you know how they switch trains on tracks? You know, they switch it and then the train goes the other way. Why didn't they switch this track well, long ago so and think, get the ding dongs landing can, over there in the Twinkie pile? Can we uh call I think it's the other way around. I right? think it's time for uh Yukon Cornelius to uh, bring back snack time. I think a bunch of Twinkies just fell over in the chocolate vat. I mean, this is a chocolate-covered Twinkie. Yeah. Yeah, you're pretty much right. So. No, thank you. Is the, uh, so we know the Strawberry Queen is really the one who who procures the snacks. But does she object? If she's (laughs) the Strawberry Queen, does she object to these types of things? Or do they have to be, is she more likely to uh, promote? Fruity snacks, since being the strawberry queen. Uh, I don't know. We can, we we we've, we've got a source that we can, we can get an answer real quick. Okay. My guess is is that the strawberry queen is fine with with a good old hostess every once in a while because, I don't know. I just got I got I got connections. Probably so. Uh, according to new research, the most difficult sibling is. Our second-born children, particularly second-born sons, end up being the most troublesome. In a study completed by MIT, economist Joseph Doyle surveyed thousands of families. Now, listen to where he he surveyed the families. Thousands of families in Florida and Denmark. Because if you're looking to do good familial research, obviously you go straight to Florida and straight to Denmark. The reasoning for the particularly second-born sons being the most troublesome, the lack of attention given to them by their parents. So the person who wrote this story says, I was the oldest golden child of my family, only ever skipping important things to go back home and try to revive my dying plants. The only thing I got yelled at in school for was reading while the teacher was talking Ironically, it was a reading class. Meanwhile, my younger sister was dodging deans in high school left and right so she could skip class and go to McDonald's with some random people from math class. So, is it true about middle children? If you read um, birth order, any that is typical. I'd, in your family, I don't know that the middle child was the most troublesome. Is that the oldest I mean, I didn't say it. Okay, you getting a text message down there? I think you. I, th- I think it's important to qualify what is considered trouble. Well, I mean, here's the thing: since you, you, you were the firstborn, I guess you can't be the second. So you had to take up for being the secondborn, right? Second-born son. Uh, yeah. 
I'm, I'm an only, so. <laughs> You're all of it put together. Uh, yes, I'm, I'm, I can be your worst nightmare or all, your favorite all one. into one. Mm-hmm. All right, we were talking earlier in the show about feeling older. This one just might do it. At Washington, D.C.'s fabled National Museum of National History, which houses some of the world's oldest artifacts, did you all cover this on Friday? No, I, I, I think I know what you're saying. I think I saw it over the weekend. The latest relic, I'm using quote fingers, the latest relic on display is the cell phone. The first of its kind exhibit called Cell Phone Unseen Connections offers visitors a chance to explore the way cellular phones have brought people closer together. It features dazzling displays, including supersized emoji screens and a comic mural spawning multiple walls. But one eye-catching piece is a 10-foot-tall cell phone-shaped case containing a multitude of minerals from around the world. Inside are precious staples like gold and platinum, plus lesser-known varieties. It's because mineral specimens display contains the 65 different elements that power the average cell phone. One of the showstoppers of the exhibit is also the Tower of Technology, where cell phones of all types and sizes are mounted inside a glass case so visitors can hopefully spot the devices they used to own. It's believed to be the world's largest collection of electronic devices that have been shaken and sworn at before being thrown out. All you got to do is go to my office and look on the shelves, and you'll find basically the museum you're looking for. (laughs) How, How big was your first cell phone? Uh, the size of a loaf of bread. What? You had a bag phone, right? Yeah. The bag phone I had was because it was in a case that was shaped mm-hmm. kind of like uh, if you if you took four slices of bread out of your average loaf of bread these days, mm-hmm. that's about the length. Like the rounded top. Mm-hmm. The rounded top bread. Yeah. Yep. That. That's what it was. Interesting. So, well, yeah. actually, it, it's this. It, it was the size of your now dot kit. Yeah, that's exactly right. That's, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, that's what it was. And... Um, I don't even know that it had a, the first one didn't have a battery. It had to be plugged into the, you know, the lighter adapter on your phone. Now, they added a battery pretty quick, but the first one I don't think actually had a battery. (laughs) The first ones were wired into vehicles and then wired into the, you know, and they had those. And now. The pigtail, had the pigtail antennas on top of the, so it was a, it was a different thing. We've come a long way. Um, A California couple was charged nearly $30,000 for one Uber ride. Douglas Ordonez and Dominique Adams were excited to celebrate their five-year wedding anniversary with a vow renewal during an idyllic getaway, but an Uber charge for nearly $30,000 left them without money in a foreign country. It all started when Adams was in Costa Rica and took an Uber to the airport so she could fly to Guatemala to meet her husband. She said, I took an Uber. Everything was fine. I didn't think twice about it. Adams said as soon as she got inside the airport in Costa Rica, her husband called saying his credit card had been declined. He checked our bank account and saw the almost $30,000 charge, and we were both like, what? Uh, what do we even do? What was supposed to have been a 30000 Costa Rican colognes charge was equated to a little more than $55 was processed in U.S. dollars as $30,000. And, um, yeah. Can you imagine the red tape to get that undone? It took four days. I'm I'm surprised the bank didn't automatically. Mm -hmm. Because 
listen, I have gone, we, there have been places in Mexico and there have been places on St. Martin on the French side that when you get a bill and there's a comma in there, it gets your attention mm-hmm. quickly. You go, whoa, whoa, wait a minute. Luckily, it gets quickly, you know, mm-hmm. it gets quickly converted into U.S. dollars and you go, oh, okay. But it can be confusing. Mm-hmm. And if you don't pay attention quickly, you can end up stuck in Costa Rica owing 30, seemingly $30,000. But the worst part, took four days to correct. Yeah. You know, so there goes your trip. You got to get to a break. We'll come back. Got more on the way here on In the Know. Did you know grocers and grocery stores got their name because they sold goods by the gross in big quantities? So they were the original warehouse or uh, wholesale stores. Grocers were. That's how we crossed over. With a, we used to just have supermarkets. So you had your supermarket, which then it turned into, we just commonly call it mm-hmm. a grocery store, even though they don't sell goods by the gross. Hmm. Which we, we were doing the show the other day, and I don't remember who was here, but um, the word that you have difficulty saying, do you remember that, either of you? <laughs> yes. yes. Grocer, grocers is one of mine. Grocer? Gro- or yeah. Groceries? Is groceries no, okay? Groceries, I can Grocer. do. It's the... Yeah, it's like gross, grosser, but it's weird. I got it. Mm-hmm. All right, here's anyway. your chance to win. If you've not won in the last 30 days, you or your household have not won in the last 30 days and you're 18 years of age or older, you qualify to win. Now, we're going to do something a little bit different today, but I will tell you, the person who wins is going to get two tickets to Holiday World, two tickets to Beach Bend, two tickets to Kentucky Kingdom. All to the same person. Gosh, I thought I was being some nice guy on Friday. Did you do that on Friday? <laughs> yeah. yeah, I did. That's, that's I, did. Okay. I thought I was like over here being but, like but Mr. I may Generous. Be, but. I be, may be making it a little <laughs> bit harder because here's how you go. You got to answer uh, trivia questions, multiple ones. Oh, gosh. So go ahead and get your phone out and get a text started to 270-259-6000. Or you can make a note of these if you want. 270-259-6000. 270-259-6000 is the number you're going to text the following answers, and they're multiple choice, so we're going to run through them quickly. You might want to grab a pen and jot them down. First question, you got to come up with the correct answer. As an adult, how many teeth should you have in your mouth? 30, 32, 42, or 41? 30, 32, 42, or 41? No idea. How many sides does a hexagon have? Five, six, seven, or eight? How many sides does a hexagon have? Five, six, seven, or eight? How many elements are there on the periodic table? 118, 120, 143, or E equals MC squared? Yep. 118, 120, 143, or E equals MC squared? And then the fourth question. The Barbie movie opens on Friday. What year did the first Barbie doll debut? 59, 61, 73, or 81? Years again, please. 59, 61, 73, or 81? So, again, here are your answers. 30, 32, 42, or 41. Mm-hmm. 5, 6, 7, or 8. 118, 120, 143. Or 59, 61, 73, 81. You're going to send four numbers to 270-259-6000. Some of these are... Uh... And all the if you have the correct four answers, you'll go into a drawing. And... I'm not going to change mine. I didn't. I just wrote down in, uh, in the order that he did gotcha. because it was too much work for me. I, the only one I knew for certain was the, the number that I actually wrote down. Okay. So. I, I'm confident on hexagon. At confident the weekend, at the weekend box office, Mission Impossible Seven 
ignites theaters. Uh, I, do, I do know that on that, uh, Trey Cook said it's one of the best movies he's ever seen. Really? Yeah, he dropped that line. How old is he? Like four. Okay. <laughs> what so. it feels like. <laughs> <laughs> I think he's four, 14, I think is what he said. Say how many movies has can he have potentially watched? Well, in the uh, Cook household, I mean, how many Hallmark sure they movies are, has he they seen? Are, they, are movie, uh, they are movie fans, without a doubt. Sound of Freedom at number two. Did very well, and um, it's an eye-opening movie from what I'm what I'm hearing from people. Insidious at three, Indiana Jones at four. Think about that. Sound of Freedom beat Indiana Jones, uh, but so did Insidious. No surprise on Mission Impossible. The Indiana Jones movie, last one, just falling flat. I mean, people were just like, yeah, it's not, yeah. I think there's a lot out right now, too. It has been a busy time, uh, which reminds me coming up. Uh, I told you incorrectly, honey. Haunted Mansion did open, but oh. the actors weren't there to walk the red carpet, so they rolled out Disney villains. So the the people that are friends with the characters at Disney World and Disneyland, they are not SAG-AFTRA members. Okay. So they're different. So they are not on strike. So your your people who play roles at your Disney parks, the villains were substituted for the opening of uh, the Haunted Mansion. So, okay. So it's still, it is out there, or it's uh, coming out. They may have just done a, a singular premiere this last weekend, but it will open more widely. Yeah, because Mickey Mouse more widely. on the weird. Uh, and Oppenheimer is coming out this weekend. So does the Barbie movie, as we were talking about. Robert Downey Jr. says that Oppenheimer is the best film I've ever been in. Now, I don't think you're going to run uh, you're going to run across many actors who are on doing press junkets that will roll out and go, "This one's a real dog. Don't go see it." But as many movies as Robert Downey Jr. has been in, it is a bold statement. He did not he was not obligated to say, "It's the best film I've ever been in." He could have said, "It's great. It's wonderful. I've been blessed to be in a lot of great movies. This is one of them." But to call it the best film he's ever been in is interesting. And it's uh, Cillian Murphy is in so Tommy Shelby from uh, from uh, the Netflix show, The uh, Pinky Blinders. Mm, mm-hmm. Tommy Shelby, uh, Cillian Murphy plays the, plays Oppenheimer. Hmm. Okay. I'm looking forward to seeing it. If you're a fan of Demi Lovato, her revamped album is going to consist of rock versions of her biggest hits. So you'll get like a grunge version of Cool for the Summer. Okay. <laughs> I mean, I don't, I guess it's possible. And then weird things happen in Arizona. Drivers in Arizona looking to add a little shock rock to their license plates can uh, now do so. Arizona is known for great sunsets, cactus, the best Mexican food, monsoons, and now an Alice Cooper specialty license plate. So since they're That's doing interesting, they're doing radio hosts. Is your face going to be on a Kentucky one? Is the any day now Kentucky Alice Cooper? Kentucky's Alice Cooper with my picture, sure. Uh, I think yeah, I could see. We like very similar things. We both like handling snakes. We, yeah, oh, very, yeah. Very, 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 very similar. Yeah, without a doubt. So there you go. All right, we'll find out who our winner is of uh, our theme park ticket package. We've got Point to Ponder, Chart Toppers, Pearl of Wisdom, and more coming up here on In the Know. MV's Point to Ponder for today. What is the best ever movie kiss? The best movie, the best kiss in a movie that you've ever watched. Think about that. Isn't the most. <laughs> Don't spend day and night no, considering no, it, Sam. No, 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 like, Dear Diary. Yeah. What is the best movie kiss? Yeah, I, I mean, ask myself. 
<laughs> isn't like the most famous one. I've never seen the movie, but isn't there a big one in Titanic? Yes, there is. Yeah. Isn't that probably like the answer that most people would say? Probably. A new listing says um, The Notebook at number one. Haven't seen it. Titanic at two, Moonlight at three, and then there's the infamous Spider-Man. Oh, yeah. The upside down, you know, where she pulls Tobey Mo- Maguire's mask down. Moonlight's the one that's fairly recent, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, that's newer. Yeah, and then there's a, the name of the movie escapes me, but it's these people, they're in New Orleans, and it's raining, and they're at the uh, intersection of Carondelet <laughs> at Canal. I can't remember the name of the movie, um, nonetheless. Okay. Uh, today's uh, <laughs> trivia contest, there were four questions that you had to answer correctly to be included in the drawing. As an adult, how many teeth should you have in your mouth? 32. How many signs does hexagon have? Six. Look at that. How many elements are on the periodic table? 118. That's the one I missed. And the first Barbie doll debuted in 1959. Mm, So it was 32, 6, 118. And 1959. Do, do I get anything for three out of four? No. Uh, you get a congratulations. You got 75%, which is a C. <laughs> Actually, well, it depends that, on the grading system now. I was going to say, at my, at my high school, that was a D. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Well, it's just thought you get 75%. Sounds like you ought to get better than a D, doesn't it? It does. But uh, so how many people um, How many people ran all four questions correctly that I need to choose between? Only four. Four? Um, Alexa, pick a number between one and four. Here's a number between one and four. It's four. Four. All right. There you go. Thank you, ma'am. 2887. Two eight eight seven. Yeah, I do you. like that. Congratulations, um, I mean, yeah, 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 I can see. I mean, I'm sure there are a bunch in How the top ten. How long has it been since you've watched that, though? Gone with the Wind. Yeah, Ooh. I've never seen it. See there. I bet I've seen it uh, twenty five years ago. I bet if you asked your grandma, that'd probably be one of her answers because that's probably more of her. Probably, yeah, because mm-hmm. that's like in that in that age group of oh, but what's the liking from here to eternity when they're on that beach in Hawaii at uh, Honoma Bay, where they're laying there in the sand and the water rushes up over them and they're laying on the beach like that's got to be in there. That's a classic movie one. So anyway, okay. Oh, uh, I don't know if you all talked about it on Friday, but I at first saw this and I didn't think it was real. This new sphere in Las Vegas. Yeah, no, we haven't this, talked about this. This giant. Orb ball that is, listen. <laughs> Her reaction. When I saw it the other day, they were making it look go. like a basketball, and I thought it was fake. Can we go full screen? I, I haven't really gotten a good look at it. Yeah, so this is in the dark, apparently. So it's, uh, <laughs> it, uh, not that full screen. So yeah, this is an or, so it's an orb that basically has a giant LED screen skin on the outside yeah. of it, and they can m- make it look like anything. That is disgusting. So if you're playing, it, it, this is disgusting. Yes. When I saw it as a basketball, <laughs> could have been the hairball. <laughs> it it could have been like it could be, but listen, I, I love Las Vegas. I think it's very scenic. You can find some gaudy stuff in Las Vegas without a doubt. I think <laughs> you can get a lot gaudier than an eyeball. Too. This is this is an eyesore. Uh, and I did. I really was not going for the pun there. It is. It looks bad. And yeah, when they do when they do this, now. so I don't. I don't. Please and thank you. I don't know. I mean, they're going to perform. They I get mean, concerts in there. And yeah, something in the eye. 
that way they don't know. Surely they're going to. They're calling it something else. The sphere, I think. Like, La- Las Vegas spheres, giant eyeball next to the wind golf club. I mean, imagine golf and trying to golf play. Ball? Trying to play. Exactly. They could, they could do all kinds of things. On TV tonight, claim to fame on ABC, The Bachelorette on ABC, The Rising, season one finale on CW, and season two premiere of Below Deck, Down Under on Bravo. Is this a senior bachelor? No, that doesn't come out until the fall. Oh, okay. There's a senior bachelor? Yeah, the yeah. golden bachelor. We talked about that on, mm-hmm. on Friday. So it's, <laughs> Can't it's, wait. Uh, a Pat Falls looking for a new mammal. Yeah. <laughs> this is, yeah, this is one that... <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> there's so many possibilities. Right? As she said, that would be one that she would almost consider watching. Yeah. Today's highlight in history: this date in 1821, Spain ceded Florida to the United States. In 1955, Disneyland had its opening day in Anaheim, California. My papers are sticking together. That Florida stick in there, I guess. 1975, an Apollo spaceship docked with a Soyuz spacecraft in orbit in the first superpower link-up of its kind. Walter Cronkite died this date in 2009 at age 92. Birthdays today. Donald Sutherland is 88. Donald Sutherland is a great actor. Um, he was in the he was in MASH, the movie, which many people have, have forget about. But my favorite Donald Sutherland role is Backdraft. He plays a great villain. Donald Sutherland is a good actor. Vern Lundquist is 83. I, I mean, can you have the Masters without him? No. Well, I mean, they probably will. You're Eventually, have to. they'll probably. I, I think you got to, like, you, by that time, you'll have the AI to have him. I mean, he's got to do it. Camilla, Queen Consort, is 76 today. The Hoff is 71. Television producer Mark Burnett is 63, and Luke Bryan is 47 today. Luke Bryan. John Jacob Astor, born this date in 1763, Art Linkletter in 1912, Phyllis Diller in 1917, Diane Carroll in 1935. Oh, thank you, Carolyn. I always enjoy it when you watch. Let's go to... 1961, Brooke Benton was number one. With the uh, the theme song for the theme song of Enterprise, Alabama. But a bold weevil is an insect, and he's found mostly where cotton grows. Now, where they come from, nobody really knows. There's a big bowl weevil thing in uh, Enterprise, Alabama. Never been there. You've never been to Enterprise? I've never been to Alabama. A lot of people, you've never been to Alabama, period? Nope. Really interesting. Never had a reason to. Uh, if you've, Then you've probably never been to the Panhandle of Florida. Correct, but even the way I, well, I guess that would probably be the way we'd go. But um, You'd have you to start cutting Georgia? over. You'd have to start cutting are, over we'd, eventually. Because we'd hit 70, you know, if we'd be going to Florida, we'd hit 75. Mm-hmm. But you, that probably made it more likely you would go to the Atlantic side than the Gulf side. Correct. Most likely. But even though I've never been to the Atlantic side of Florida. Interesting. Frida Payne, Band of Gold, number one in 1970. Enterprise, Alabama is where you go to avoid going to Dothan, Alabama. Mm. True story. Let's go to 1979. Earth, Wind, and Fire with the Emotions and Boogie Wonderland. 
Do we know how? Because we know that one Yukon Cornelius isn't a fan of the Bee Gees because of the falsetto. Does is he feel that way about Earth, Wind, and Fire then too? Because they're kind of be- in that same. He better not. Because they do kind of have some, you know. Nineteen eighty-eight. Cheap trick. Robin Zander out front singing "The Flame." Let's go to <laughs> that is your your rock ballad era. Oh, that's yeah. that's got 1988 written all over. <gasps> what? Missing you, number one in '97. Unfaithful Rihanna, number one in '06, and cheerleader Omi, number one eight years ago today. Eight years ago already. Oh. All right, NB's Pearl of Wisdom for today. I don't know if I buy this. Maybe, maybe you'll get something out of the Pearl of Wisdom today for me. I'm like, I don't know if I can. I don't know if I agree. All right, NB's Pearl of Wisdom for today is: you can't use up creativity. The more you use, the more you have. You can't use up creativity. The more you use. The more you have. Mm. Eh, maybe that's right. I don't maybe. know. MB Squirrel of Wisdom for today. Remember, God loves you and I do too. If you don't know Jesus, let me know and I'll introduce you. Look forward to seeing you back here tomorrow for another edition of our show. For Sam Gormley, for B, Jime MB. And now you're in the know.